Hey y'all, this is Dick Darren from StraightHustling.com. Are you a hunter or just like to target shoot and have a good time? Then you need to check out Freedom Munitions. You can find a link to Freedom Munitions at the bottom of StraightHustling.com. I can't say enough good stuff about Freedom Munitions. It's where I buy my own ammo, great prices, you buy directly online, and it's shipped to your doorstep. It doesn't get any better than that. You can sign up for their email specials and check out their brass buyback program. So please click the link at the bottom of our site, straighthustling.com. Takes you directly to Freedom Munitions and get your hustle on. Let's get on with the show. Hey, this is Tracy Guns, and you're listening to the Straight Hustling Show. Hey, welcome back to Straight Hustling. This is Dick Dam. I got Stu with me. What's going on? We got a cool show tonight. We got Tracy Guns. He's been in like every rock band, I think, in the world that I've ever listened to. So it's going to be pretty cool. Maybe he's, up, maybe he's up for some new bands. We'll have to make him an offer. Yeah, see if we can't get our music career started and start a hair band. I'm going to have much hair left. <laughs> a wig band. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get some wigs and get our rock on. So uh, we're going to see what Tracy's been up to and what he's got going on. I know he's got some shows coming out, at a, some uh, tour that he's doing. So get him on here and see what's going on. What's up, Tracy? This is Tracy Guns calling. Tracy Guns, what's going on, man? This is Dick Darren, and I got Stu. Uh, how's it going, Tracy? Oh, right on, guys. How you doing? Good. I hope I didn't hang up on you the first time there. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Stu Buttons, I get them confused. I'm like, oh, which one am I hitting? No, nah, me too, man. I hate the phone. <laughs> well, man, thanks for coming on our show, Straight Hustle, man. It's really cool to talk to you. Good times, good times. So we've been a, been a fan of yours for a lot of years, man. We are back in... Uh, Back in uh, my younger days when I was hitting all the concerts and stuff, man, we were big fans of L.A. Guns and all the hair bands back then and everything, Quiet Riot. And yeah, all. What, a, what a spectacular time. I don't know, man. Wish I could go back. That'd be good. Had some good times back then. I know you sure did. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> man, I've been checking you out online. You guys got a lot of good stuff going on. You kind of working with uh, Rudy Sarzo? Yeah, yeah, we're doing. I got a, a few things. Uh, the Gunzo band with Rudy Sarzo and Keith St. John and Shane Fitzgibbon. That's kind of my main thing at the moment. Um, uh, we're going out on tour for the rest of the year, starting in June. Um, finished the Devil City Angels record. That'll come out in September. And, uh, while I'm home, I'm writing music for a universal music library so they can have rock and roll on TV. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good time. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Staying busy. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> Man, I was checking you out online. It's like you've almost played in like every band possible almost, it seems like. Yeah, every, you, exactly. I've played in every band possible that I can physically do. And uh, I love playing, man. You know, it's as simple as that. And as I get older, the, the clock is ticking. You know, I got to play more and more. How'd you get started playing guitar? How'd you get interested in that? Um, Honestly, I was... uh laying in the back of my mom's boyfriend's little tiny Porsche when I was six years old, or actually five years old, and I heard a whole lot of love uh, come on the radio. Man. And the way I was, was laying in the car, um, I was laying right between the two stereo speakers, and when that middle section came in, you know, where it sounds like the Wizard of Oz is about to happen, uh, I was like, hey, Mom, what you know, what's going on here? And uh, she told me that that was... Uh, Led Zeppelin, and that that was Jimmy Page playing guitar, and I said, I want to be Jimmy Page when I grow up, and uh, that that's it, man, as simple as that. Oh, wow, there's your inspiration, Jimmy Page, that's cool, man, that's a cool story. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I and I'm part of about a million other guitar players. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, after I talked to you last week and uh, we talked about coming on the show, man, I don't know why, but that damn Ballad of Jane just started running through my head. My wife's like, are you singing Ballad of Jane over there? And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those songs, you know, um, uh, co- you know, completely a guilty thing, you know, because I, I was in the beginning when we had written it, it was a different song. It, it was called She's So Cold and I really liked it and it was it was darker. And then, uh, you know, somehow we, you know, we got talked into rewriting the song and it was, you know, just such a, a current competitive kind of ballad thing that I was kind of against it. But, you know, in the end, it worked out good for everybody, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was a huge one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was definitely a big. I was looking online and I, I see bits and pieces of the, how the, uh, the Guns N' Roses got formed and everything. I still don't get what was the story with that. Okay, it, it's fairly simple. Um, in L.A. Guns, we had a, a singer named Mike Jagos that passed away a year or two ago. And uh, he, he and I uh, had gotten in some kind of fight. And uh, Axel was uh, Izzy's best friend from Indiana. And, and Izzy was living with me at the time when I was about 17. And uh, I knew Axel was a singer, and I asked him to sing for L.A. Guns, and he said, yeah. And then about a year later, L.A. Guns' manager wanted to fire Axel. We all lived together at the time. So we said, okay, Axel's fired. And then Axel and I sat down on the couch and we changed the name to Guns N' Roses and added Izzy to the band. And then, uh, you know, over a very short period of time, uh, Oli Bike, who was the bass player, and Rob Gardner, who was the drummer, they left and Duff came in first and Steven Adler came in. And then about eight months after that, uh, I got in an argument with, with, well, not really an argument, but Axel's, uh, attitude kind of <laughs> got real dark and, and real, uh, you know, I couldn't relate to it, so I, I walked away. But that's the whole story in a nutshell. Oh, wow. Wow. That's yeah. cool. And they kept your name in there. Oh, yeah. Everybody did. You know, that's what I do. I create things with <laughs> yeah. my, with my name on it, you know, knowing that, that I'm going to get bored or pissed off, you know, within a certain amount of time. And then I could go start another band with my name, you know. Just, you know, so I'm co- I, I'm collecting bands. That's what I'm doing. I figured it out. <laughs> You're a band collector. <laughs> yeah, I'm a band collector. What's a What's a Izzy Stradlin like, man? I loved his solo stuff that he put out, man. I've always been a big fan of his. You know, he's you know he's a, he's a, he's a really uh, kind of soft spoken guy. Uh, very old soul. Um, has a lot of foresight, you know. Uh, you know, just a really interesting person, and the quieter he is, the more interesting he seems to be. You know, people are really kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, they're, they're, they're fascinated with Izzy, and they should be. He's, he's a really good person, and, uh, you know, he, he helped to create one of the greatest rock bands in the world, you know? Uh, yeah, I've, 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 uh, after he left Guns N' Roses, I've followed his solo stuff, and man, some good stuff. I was hoping to. Oh yeah, yeah. He's authentic, man. He's the real. Him and Duff are really uh, pretty, pretty serious music people. You know, like they really have a, uh, a sixth sense for you know writing really cool music and, and stuff that's you know it's really easy to relate to the music that they put together. Those two guys. Yeah, yeah. We had a uh, we had Duff's wife on here a couple of weeks ago. That's pretty. cool. Oh, uh, Susan, right? Yeah, Susan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a great person. Yeah, she's cool too. I looked up and I had no idea about this. I knew you were in this contraband 
but I didn't know Michael Shanker was in there. Yeah, yeah, it was me and Shank, and uh, you know, which sucked for me because he's one of my biggest influences. <laughs> so going into the into the project, you know, he definitely had seniority, so I had to really like look at my style and pick other parts of my style, so it didn't just sound like two guys kind of battling it out. Home, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's you know, that was like kind of the the third super group that I, that I did, you know, because really, if you think about it, at the end of the day, Guns N' Roses was kind of a local super group because it was guys from L.A. Guns and, and Hollywood Rose. And then uh, and then L.A. Guns certainly was, too, because then at that point, when, when L.A. Guns got signed, you know, we had Steve Riley from Watts and Phil Lewis from Girl and uh, Kelly Nichols and Mick Cripps were both originally from Faster Pussycat. And then the contraband thing. So everything I've kind of done has been with other people that have already, you know, kind of been doing something cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, no guns in contraband. I was wondering. Yeah, (laughs) well, I guess there could be. You know, uh, an illegal gun, you know, would be considered contraband. So I don't know. So you and and Rudy going to stick it out for a while? Is Rudy going to be going on with Gunzo without you? No, no, we're going to, I think this is the one, man, because um, we we really, the four guys in the band really move as one organism. You know, nobody has like a different agenda than the other. Uh, you know, the the initial conversation was, hey, you know, we've been in all these bands with all this great music. Let's, this is just me and Rudy from the, in the beginning, you know, let's do all this music from all these great bands that we worked with and songs. And let's not even think about writing any new material. And we both agreed on that. Like, like, yeah, let's just go have a great time. But then, you know, with, with Keith and Shane, these guys have so much to offer um, that now there is a, a little bit of a writing process going on. And kind of the thought process is that, like, you know, somewhere with all the music we're already playing, which are all hit songs, it's like, you know, we got to deliver the goods if we're going to write new music it should be reminiscent of the stuff that we played in the past but you know how do we how do we you know turbocharge that or how do we add a new exciting element to it and so in my case it just means that i'm practicing a lot of of my classical styles my metal styles and and trying to come up with something that's pretty unique but at the same time you know uh you know reminiscent of, of where we come from so that's going to be a little bit of a long process. So we're definitely in Gunzo for the long haul. All right. you know, we're just really getting started. We're going to go play live a lot up through Christmas. And then uh, really probably after the new year, really start writing and recording some cool stuff. Hopefully we come up with some really cool stuff. So you guys going to come around Nashville or are you going to pretty much stay on the West Coast? Oh, no, no, no. We'll be coming everywhere. I mean, right. right now... Uh, you know, we're just finishing up putting together a first U.S. run, um, which will wrap up around, uh, when do we get back? Like right, right around the beginning of August. And then Rudy and I are going to do a rock and roll fantasy camp. And then, uh, August 15th, we're going to, we're going to do, uh, start, you know, another little run. But then we're going to go overseas after that. We're going to go to Europe mm-hmm. and then come back and do a whole nother U.S. run. And then go to South America and try to get all this stuff in, you know, before Christmas. So, you know, we're working. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I saw this uh, Cat House Live, the August 15th. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. That's got a ton of groups in it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's going to be just a big, gigantic, you know, nostalgia party. You yeah, know? right. And, you know, I can't, it can't be anything but fun, right? You know? I'm, uh, I talked to my wife. I'm hoping to make that, man. She's all down for it. Yeah, you, gonna come out yeah, you gotta come, man. It's worth it. Yeah, that'll be a party, man. I can't, I saw all the bands on there and I was like, oh wow. This is all the individual bands I saw, you know, like when I was in high school and stuff and now they're all together still playing. So this is gonna be badass. Yeah, it will be. I, I'm, I'm excited about that one for sure. So do you, I uh, saw it online too. Do you have your own, uh, line of guitars? Yeah, I have a signature model through Dean, uh, Dean Guitars. It's called the Nash Vegas. It's like a, uh, uh, very similar to a Telecaster. It has an extra fret. It has, uh, we use, uh, no caster pickups, which are dark kind of Telecaster sounding pickups. You know, cause normally Telecasters are really bright sounding. And, uh, we kind of figured out a way to not do that. And it's got a Floyd Rose tremolo on it. People love that guitar and, uh, you know, it's it's been available now for like six years, man, and it mm. keeps selling. And uh, you know, sometimes I don't even play it, which which pisses me off. <laughs> you know, because I, I you know I always you know find new friends in the way of guitars, and uh, you know, so maybe we're gonna come up with something you know to add to that collection here eventually. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. How about playing in Poison? That was, well, that was a very short-lived thing. Um, L.A. Guns had toured with Poison, and I and I and I always get the dates wrong. I think it was '98 or '99. Yeah. And and you know about four or five months after that summer tour, um, all the guys in Poison called me. You know, not all. CC didn't call me, but um, <laughs> you know Bobby and Brad and Ricky had all called me within you know an hour and a half period at home. Hey man, we really want you to be in Poison. You know, what do you think? And, and, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, because I grew up with those guys here at home. You know, when they came out from Pennsylvania, uh, I was about 16 and I became friends with them right away. Um, so it just seemed like a really easy, natural thing to do. And, uh, got into rehearsal for about three or four days and I came down with the flu really bad, like really bad flu. Mm. I don't get the flu. And, and, um, in that period of time, um, uh, CC had his second thoughts. Wait, you can't, you can't put Tracy Guns in, in, in my band, you know. <laughs> Fuck you guys, I'm coming back. And, and so that that was it, you know. It was it was the the highest paid three days I ever had in my life. It was wonderful. <laughs> you added another one to the list. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I've stayed really close with Ricky this whole time, and that's how we started Devil City Angels, you know, about a year and a half ago. And, and now we got a record coming out in September. So there's there's oh, just damn. a All lot right. of a lot, a lot of uh, incest in, in the the hair metal scene. <laughs> I heard you wrote all their hit songs. So. Uh, what all the poison hits? <laughs> yeah, I wrote everybody's hits. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Enough. Yeah, Joni Mitchell, that's all me, man. <laughs> oh man, hey, we got a thing we do. We call the hustling round here. We just ask them just some crazy ass questions and you just answer whatever you want to say. Okay. Are you good for that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. If you were elected president tomorrow, what's the first thing you would do? I'd make all housing and food free. <laughs> hey, you know, people need shelter and they need to eat. It's yeah. as simple as that. All right. That sounds good. What about, uh, what, what's your favorite vacation spot of all the years touring to different places? Home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 
you know, I can't wait to be being home is like being on vacation. You know, my my son is six years old now, so he's just like, you know, just like looking at myself when I was a kid, and and we play, and you know, just being there, waking up in my own bed alone, you know, things like that are are just. It, 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 the more I get to do it, the more of a vacation is. I love being home. Yeah, yeah, you better take advantage of it now. Sounds like you're going to be busy in the next few months. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I don't live in a very bad neighborhood. You know, I live right near the Hollywood sign and a bunch of trees in the forest, you know, and I see gnomes and, and rainbows and unicorns. It's pretty <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, how about for the next president, Hillary Clinton, Jeb Bush, Sebastian Bach, or Johnny Nashville? Oh, Johnny Knoxville, man. You know, we need a sense of humor and we need to watch people do stupid things to themselves. Come on, man. You know, this is the world we live in now. You know, we don't need somebody, you know, over 50 right now really running our country unless they are so highly educated and have the people's best interests in mind. And, you know, so, you know, since we don't really have that, I got to go with Johnny yeah. Knoxville. Man. I hear you. Either charismatic guy i would go with him too i don't think the highly educated means worth a shit anymore really yeah, anymore. i don't think it does i don't think it means anything within our system so yeah you know. right all right i don't know if you want to answer this or not the biggest asshole you came across that's a musician huh wow that's a good question man. <laughs> um i mean yeah only a few stick out i'm trying to just <laughs> figure out i think obby steinman he he was like a band manager that uh at one point we were kind of close and he's just a pretty you know at the end of the day ended up being a pretty shady dude yeah you know not with me personally but with some other you know bands and, and stuff like that and i hate to say that about anybody but yeah he, he put, you spot, an <laughs> put you on the spot man put you on the spot yeah, that's okay. He knows it. It's not, you know, it's not news to him. He's been told it before. Uh, you're an asshole, Ozzy. Yeah, I mean, I still like him, but he's clearly an asshole. All right. Is there anybody that uh, that you saw perform either uh, an instrument or sing that you were just like, wow, you know, this is incredible in the past? Oh, man. Randy Hansen, the, the Hendrix impersonator. That dude floored me once. Um, Turbo Negro, man, that band, oh my, man, they are so fun and so funny, but their music is so good. And that also, that, that leads back to the Johnny Knoxville thing because one of their songs, uh, Apocalypse Dude, that was the, uh, the theme for, for Dakas. Oh, wow. You know, so okay. like, so, so, so they're amazing. And, and I never really saw them live when I was in Bride Construction. We did a, a mini tour with them in Europe, them and Alice Cooper, and I already loved their music, but then I saw them live, and I was just blown away, you know, like, just, just great. But as far as just, you know, straight-up musicianship, um, you know, man, it's been a long time since I've really seen something so unique and so heartfelt that, uh, you know, and now I'm, I'm going to be 50 in less than a year, so, so you know, the old-timers is really kicking me. I can't even remember. <laughs> I know the feeling. I'm forty. I'm forty six. Is it too late to start my uh, rock career now? Uh, no, it's never too late, man. You know, it, 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 it's it's always time. You know, there, there's nothing like uh, today. 
You know, today's the right day. <laughs> I got the name, Guns and Dick. <laughs> Guns, That's it, man. Yeah, yeah Guns, hey, I love that. Guns and Straight Guns Hustling. And Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, that's silly. <laughs> All right, how about a musician that you never got the opportunity to play with, but uh, you would love, you would have loved to, like current or in the past, or man, you know, you know, I I blew an opportunity to play with Glenn Danzig, you know, and I oh, know wow. a lot of people have mixed, you know, opinions of his personality and things like that, but for me, um, I always dug him because he's to me he's just like this super like you know dark elvis crooner <laughs> you know guy like i don't really put him in the heavy metal class you know category you know yeah um and then when when i was ending wrapping the bride's instruction up um he had contacted my agent and said hey you know we want you know i would like to have tracy play with me and and i said yes uh but the timing got jacked up where I had, I had already had a, a Brides of Destruction tour booked, you know, and I couldn't just, you know, take the tour down to to sit at home and get ready with Danzig. So there was a lot of miscommunication and, and he got really pissed off at my agent um, because the agent kind of just gave the green light without like putting two and two together. Uh, but he's really like the one. You know, yeah. like, 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 I would love to, to sit in a room with him for a month and write some crazy, crazy <laughs> cool stuff, you know, and, uh, but I think the time's passed. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah. Oh, maybe. You never know, man. You, you never be, know. Yeah. How about if you're stranded on a, a deserted island, you have to pick either Ted Nugent, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Megan Fox, or Axl Rose? I, it'd have to be Ted Nugent, man, because, you know, he's one of my biggest heroes, first and foremost. You know, when I was in junior high school, I had the big giant puffy headphones and the turntable next to my bed. And I would listen to Double Live Gonzo when I go to sleep, you know, and picture myself playing Stranglehold and all that <laughs> stuff. And then, and then, you know, the very first L.A. Guns tour, we opened for Ted Nugent. And, uh, you know, we became friends. And one of the greatest things and the biggest reasons that, I, that he would be my choice is because we would just debate each other on everything because we have completely different views of the world and, you know, how things should go. But he's in a, in a, in a way he gets his own joke, you know, but at the same time, you know, he, he, he has some very strong opinions on things. And so do I, so it would never get boring. Yeah. Right. That's my reason. You wouldn't go hungry. Yeah. He'd always be out there killing stuff. And... <laughs> yeah. I, I would never go hungry. He'd be killing everything. <laughs> We had him on here a few weeks ago, man. He's a maniac. He was a cool dude. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's really, uh, as he says himself, the alpha male. <laughs> he, he really is that guy. Yeah. Oh man, he was a trip. What about the the craziest or the coolest thing ever thrown on stage at you? Um, wow. I I, I don't know if this is crazy or cool. Um, <laughs> the first the. The second time L.A. Guns went to Japan, I guess the first time we went, L.A. Guns fans figured out that we smoked. Um, the second time we went to Japan, it just rained packs of cigarettes on stage at every show, <laughs> you know, for six shows. It was incredible. I actually threw clothes away so I could fit the cigarettes in my suitcase to come home. You know, it, it, it was that was the weirdest thing. That, that, that was the weirdest pretty, thing. And in South, in South America in the old days, if they liked you, they'd spit on you. 
So I have videos <laughs> of us playing in Buenos Aires where the spit is so thick as when the spotlight hits the crowd, it looks like it's raining. Uh. You know, that's, that, yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> but if they didn't spit on you, then, then you weren't doing, you know, that was a very strange I'm thing too. So there you that. go. There's two oddball ones. I'm skipping that tour when I get famous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you need a, an umbrella hat, you know, but we didn't know. <laughs> and a riot shield face mask thing. Yeah, everything, man. Every, yeah. You ever going to play with the live at Daryl's house? Uh, I, I doubt it. No? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I probably would. Uh, get you on there. They don't ever have don't, anybody good on there. We need somebody good on there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean... I'd have to bring my Marshall, you know, and it's really fucking loud. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how that would work. All the shit up off his walls in his house, I guess. Oh yeah, no. When I, when I, because I even practice through it at home, and you know, I see neighbors shutting their windows and things. You know, <laughs> when I look out the window, I'm playing, and that's on one. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, you know, you know, I, I'm just gonna. Continue to be loud. I think you know, you, I, I don't really care about anything else. I think you had a part in my hearing being all fucked up, man. I can't hear shit anymore. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, I did a gig with with uh, with with Motorhead. I, I played guitar for one gig. Oh, damn! And, that's awesome. Uh, no, it was it was unbelievable, right? Oh, hey, Guns N' Roses just came up on the TV screen. How odd is that? <laughs> um, uh, and as and there was no rehearsal, and I'm walking up the stairs. Uh, onto the stage, and Lemmy goes, goes. If you, now listen, if you make one mistake, I'm gonna tear your legs off and put them down your throat. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, went up there, and, and uh, we had sound checked, so you know, I knew the amp was kind of loud. But then when I got up there, I cranked the amp, and uh, we walked down down the stage, and he just looks at me, and goes, that was the heaviest, loudest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. Oh damn, you know. So coming from Lemmy, you know. Um, I'm loud, you know, and, and I think that I'm not really that sensitive to it because, you know, my ears developed while I was learning how to play guitar through a 100-watt Marshall, you know, from you know, kind of like 11 years old through 17 when your body is growing. You know, I think I developed some kind of, you know, something, ear protection, you know, so like turn it up, my ears don't ring and, and, and stuff like that. So <laughs> loud works for me. I love it. All right, are you ever going to go country? No. <laughs> I see all these people going country. I'm like, damn. There you go. I mean, you know, this is a symptom of uh, poser versus artist. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, man, that's where the money is. I'm going there. It's like, fuck you. Go there. <laughs> you know, and, and, and let the artist, you know, create art. And, you know, when when you just love creating things, you're not thinking about it, you know, and, and sure, I follow trends. I love, you know, when new stuff came out. Hey, man, when 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 Dimebag came out, man, you know, I, I, I was taking guitar lessons from those records. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's like, so, there, you know, there's a, a right way to do it and a bullshit way to do it. But, you know, just because, you know, country, country is is like the most popular radio thing, uh, which it really isn't. Latin music is. But you don't see, uh, you know, these guys going Latin because they're too fucking lazy. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, let's go country. You know, it, it, it's country's just trying to be Def Leppard with cowboy hats anyway. Yeah. 
So it's 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 really easy to oh, just kind of go over there and be mediocre and hopefully make some money. So no, I, I'm not going country ever. All right. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's pretty straight up, and don't get me wrong, man. I love Hank Williams Jr. Oh yeah, and, man. And I, not, not not Jr. Hank Williams Sr. I, I should say. I love Hank Three. I, yeah. I love uh, Merle Haggard. I love the Bird Sweetheart of the Rodeo record. I love authentic country music. Yeah. You know, but what our country now is is a is a disgrace. We got to get Hank Three on here, man. He's crazy too. Oh, he's such a badass. <laughs> Who's Great the most guy, uh who's the most uh versatile uh talented singer that you've had if you have I don't know if you can pick one but wow that you've played with That's a really 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 good question. Um as far as versatility goes, uh Keith St. John is versatile. You know, in Gunzo, he goes from Phil Lewis to Ronnie James Dio to Ozzy Osbourne to Ronnie Montrose oh, at the at flick of a switch, you know. It, it's incredible. And, um, but I gotta say, you know, Phil Lewis has the most unique voice. Well, maybe Axel does too, but I don't know. Axel has always reminded me of Dan McCafferty. He doesn't sound like anybody else. Yeah. He's really got his thing. And I've watched, you know, at least five other singers in my career try to sing those songs the way Phil does, and it's nearly impossible. So Phil's gotta really get that unique, you know, trophy. Yeah. But, you know, there's Delana Robichaud, she was in L.A. Guns for a minute, incredible voice. I mean, like, holy shit, you know, louder than any singer I've ever been in a band with, for sure. And she's oh, just wow. a little thing, you know. How about as far as uh, when they sing live, it pretty much is uh, pretty genuine of what they've recorded. I know there's a lot of people that sing live that doesn't even sound like what they've recorded. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, I do so much production now and engineering um, that when a vocalist comes in and they're subpar, it's very easy to make them not sound subpar, you know, yeah, so right. yeah, whatever. So there's there's an opportunity for me then. All right. That's, that's right. You call me up. I'll fix you up. <laughs> All right. All right. How about, are you going to be able to get Rudy to put his damn Twitter down so he can play? No, no, no. That's our thing, man. You know, we, we tweet and, uh, out of the, you know, few thousand people we have, you know, we get like nine replies. So, <laughs> and they're all mine. <laughs> <laughs> man, I see thousands of Twitter com things coming from him all day long. I'm like, man, he's like nonstop. Well, what he does with, with him though, his tweets come from his Facebook page and he's a real supporter of uh, pet adoption and things like that. Mm. So he every time something comes across his desk, he puts it on Facebook and it automatically goes to Twitter. So that's why you see all the, ah. you know, adopt the dog, adopt the dog. Yeah. I wonder he don't respond to me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one for you for L.A. Your favorite Kardashian. I don't know. Oh, the 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 one that's going to be half woman, half man. <laughs> that's Bruce. That's our favorite, too. Well, that's obviously the most open-minded one, so, you know, i got to go there. <laughs> oh, man. How about your favorite Nashville podcast? Oh, I think it's called Straight Hustling, man. I love that one. That's the one. So, wait a minute. No, no. I've got my own podcast now with Dean Del Rey. I I'm his co-host, and we're some funny motherfuckers, man. Oh, yeah. We'll have to check it out. Well, you're not in Nashville, But so, well, we're though. not based out in Nashville, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to check that out. What's that called? It's called Bitchin'. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but his, the, the main thing is called, uh, 
what is it? Uh, Let There Be Talk. Oh, okay. That's the name of Dean Del Rey's podcast, and it's a pretty popular one. It's fun. We got to change that to Guns and Bitchin'. Yeah, guns and bitchin', bitchin' brothers. Bitchin you know, we're, we're we're having a good time with it. So, do you like to shoot guns? No, I'm, no. I'm actually guns the scariest fucking thing in the world. Oh shit, we got a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, hey, guns kill people. You know, people get guns and shoot them, and, and all kinds of shit happens. We just uh, we just shoot up all kind of shit here. We don't I shoot know, at anybody. Four man. <laughs> We got a little spot in the studio. We go down here and uh, shoot up everything. Well, it's pretty fun. I got a good. I got a couple good gun stories. We had uh, a real, really crazy uh, producer. The guy that produced uh, the first Bride to Destruction record, Steve O'Bruno, really good friend of mine. And uh, he's from uh, Philadelphia, and uh, but he always had guns in the studio, you know. And I was just like, "Hey, Steve, oh man, put that thing down." So one night when I wasn't there, it was after hours, and there were a bunch of people there drinking, he just pulled out a shotgun and blew a hole right through the the, the wall in the studio that went out to the hallway. So I show up to the studio the next day, and I see this hole. And it didn't look like the kind of hole of, you know, somebody putting a fist through it or, you know, something like that. And I just walked in, I go, what the hell happened to the wall? He goes, oh, we were partying last night, and I got the shotgun out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. You know, that was a nutty one. And one time, uh, Phil Lewis uh, got back on the bus uh, when we were at a, uh, a shooting range, and he had an extra gun on him, you know. And, and then, the you know, the, the gun shop owner, you know, had to come on the bus. Hey, man, all right, who's got the gun? Yeah, that was a scary moment. That was very scary. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Phil didn't know. He had, he had just put the gun in his case, not thinking about it. Oh wow, that's how our that's how our days usually start. We'll start drinking, and we'll be like, "Let's get the guns out." We're not talented enough yeah. to play any instruments, so yeah. Hey, man, you know Harry Cap from Chicago was messing around with a gun and killed himself on accident. Yeah, there's a lot of stories. Be careful, guys. Yeah, I got a lot of stories like that too. Of uh, well, I'm definitely careful. I don't be around people that are playing with them and messing around and shit like that. Just take one out. Yeah, they're not. A- they're not a party favorite. <laughs> well, man, I tell you, I hate flying more than anything, yeah. but I'm going to try to make it out to this uh, concert y'all got out here in uh, in uh, Cat House Live, man. So I hope I can uh, meet you well, there. Well, you know, you're, you're just in Nashville. You can get an Uber, you know, and just say, <laughs> hey, you know, take it easy on the price, you know. And, uh, you know, there, there's maybe even technology's moving so fast that, before that time, which is, you know, a few months away, <laughs> teleportation might be a reality, man. Just, like, go for that. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> hey, it might. You never know. But, uh, yeah, hey, Bruce Jenner's going to be a woman. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> oh, shit. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather walk to, uh, California than become a woman, I think, but... Me too, man. And I live here. I'd rather walk to Mars. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Nothing against women. I love them. But I don't want to oh, be with them. I don't want to I don't want some hairy dude laying on me. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, right? Yeah, you're definitely right. So, man, I hope I get to meet you when I get out there, man. I don't know how we can make that happen, but that'd be cool. We'll get some pictures and stuff for our website and stuff, man, if we can make that happen. Well, you certainly know how to get a hold of me. I'm the easiest person to get in touch with. <laughs> I don't hide, so you're, 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 you're good. Oh, uh, shit. 
Well, man, I want to thank you for coming on, man. It's really cool. Like I said, I've been a big fan for years, man, and uh, keep rocking on, man. We Good love time. it. Can't wait to see some more hey, from you. Just straight hustling, man. That's all it is, straight hustling. That's it, man. That's what you're doing, man. Always. Always. All right. I want to thank you again, man. Appreciate it, and I'll keep in touch and uh, do this again sometime. Okay, you guys. Thanks for having Thanks, me Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. Thanks. All right, that's the show. Tracy Guns got his new band with uh, Rudy Sarzo from Quiet Right. Gunzo, they'll be touring. We'll be checking that out. That's going to be some cool stuff. See if we can't get the Guns and Dick group together. <laughs> That'd be a fun one. It seems, well, he'll be there as long until it becomes a success, and then he'll move on to another project by then. So yeah, potential's there. We'll keep it going. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's kind of weird. Guns and everything, and it seems like it always works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote all Poison songs. Oh, he said he wrote everybody's songs. Wrote so. everybody's songs. So such, that's a song I think you like. He wrote it. So, uh, Man, that's a cool dude, man. Uh, had a lot of funny stuff, and you know he's had a, a lot of crazy shit happen over the years. That probably talked for hours about it. That'd be hours of podcasting <laughs> to get just the crazy stuff. But yeah, I look forward to seeing him on here again. Hopefully we can make it out here to this uh Big concert they got going on out there in California called the Cat House Live Festival. Check that out online. That's going to be some cool stuff. And Stu, tell them how we can get to our show, Straight Hustling. Hey, y'all be sure to check us out on www.straight.hustling.com. We have uh, feeds for all of our podcasts. We'll even send them straight to iTunes Stitcher for you. You can pick them up there. Uh, we got links where you can order T-shirts, you know, uh, we got a sponsor link at the bottom of the page. You please uh, check out what uh, Freedom Munitions has going on each week. Good stuff uh, on ammo, so be sure to check that out. And hey, send us messages, man. We got all these cool people coming on. We're trying to tweet out who's coming up soon and uh, get us some questions back, man. We, you know, we're asking what we want to ask. If y'all want something, we'll work it in there, man. Just let us know what you want to ask, what you want to hear about. Yeah, let us know if there's anybody you want to hear. Go down there and check our. Link out for Freedom of Munitions. Click on that and help us out. If they're nice enough to sponsor us, well, that's been cool. Maybe we can get uh, Tracy Guns to do uh, Guns and Bullets with Freedom of Munitions. <laughs> I don't know if they can handle that many more sales. <laughs> so so uh, we're going to get out of here. Be looking for our next interviews. we got some cool stuff coming out. You ain't hustling. You ain't living. We're out. <laughs>